0: Hey guys, welcome to the Learn Feng Shui podcast, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. So if you're interested in learning Feng Shui, Chinese astrology, all things Chinese metaphysics, as well as the superstitions and myths that connect it all, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, if you're like me and you like the idea of throwing in some non-traditional holiday decor, consider decorating with what are called the three friends of winter. So I've done this episode before or something like it, but the audio quality was honestly just pretty terrible. So today I'm going to revisit the topic of the three plants that comprise what are called the three friends of winter the pine, which is a traditional winter or Christmas decoration, bamboo, and the plum. Today we're going to talk about why they are called the Three Friends of Winter and um, what they symbolize. The Three Friends of Winter. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. This comes from Wikipedia. It says the Three Friends of Winter is an art motif that comprises pine, bamboo, and plum. The Chinese celebrated the pine, bamboo, and plum together as they observed that these plants did not wither as the cold days deepen into the winter season, unlike many other plants. Known by the Chinese as the Three Friends of Winter, they later entered conventions of East Asian culture and Vietnamese culture, and together they symbolize steadfastness, perseverance, and resilience. From FengShui.com, it says, while there is no particular order in how they are prioritized, the Mandarin term song... Um, which I cannot pronounce, puts them into the sequence of pine, followed by bamboo, and then the plum. The trio of plants is grouped together as the three friends of winter because they show how well they stand up against the harsh cold of the winter seasons, sometimes even thriving while other plants succumb to the environment. While the three plants do have their own symbolism as a threesome, they represent friendship, ability, strength, rising above adversity, even scholastic ideals, and resilience. Famous scholars have mentioned them in poems, celebrated artists have painted them, great writers have written novels about them, and the earliest mention of the term has been found in poetic writings from the 9th century. Even Confucius specifically referenced them. And because of this linkage to this great sage, the arrangement of plants is also said to to be a a symbol of scholarly ideals. So it does say here in paintings, they're often depicted with magpies or um, those blackbirds, crows. I know that they're migrating through um, right now and we have a lot in our yard, I like to feed them. (laughs) But they signify and symbolize happy, long lasting friendships. So according to Feng Shui and this article, um, and if you happen to use like, you know, Feng Shui as like the art of placement, or you do like to put those intentional reminders out, um, here it does mention you can place it in the East, Southeast, um, because it represents the element of wood. Um, you could put it in a South to fuel the fire of the South, or you can put it in the North, um, to represent like growth. Um, however, it does say here there's nothing wrong with being a little creative in interior furnishings and feng shui. For example, some people have these paintings on wall tiles and have them installed in their kitchens, um, which would, of course, to some people, represent the element of fire and the symbiosis and the relationship of the element of wood fueling it. So you can definitely get creative with it. Um, you know, my point of view, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, um, I kind of subscribe to the fact that if you really want to use these items, they're more of an intentional reminder with um, little to do with actually, um, you know, creating that energy or creating a miracle, but serve more as an intentional reminder to remind you of what your goal is. So again, if you want to symbolize strength, resilience, um, friendships, you know, these are definitely things you can place out or paintings you can place out if you like the way they look and you can serve you as a reminder of these things. Just kind of going through it individually here, the pine tree can symbolize immortality, longevity, eternal life. And it kind of says here that that's that's just kind of a universal thing. I just kind of Googled it, it, what it meant, what pine trees mean. And because of their ability to retain their leaves throughout the winter, you know, their seemingly evergreenness, it does represent the longevity and immortality. The plum blossom is a little bit more d- different, I suppose, because the plum blossom is used a lot throughout, uh, especially Chinese culture. Um, it You know, you'll see it, especially throughout like Chinese New Year celebrations, you'll see a lot of um, artwork and depiction of plum blossoms because they are actually a winter blossoming flower, much like cherry blossoms and peach blossoms, you know. So it does say here that they have the ability, of course, to withstand the harsh winter and have even known to bloom when their branches are seemingly dying. So of course, because of that, they do symbolize that resilience it does say here it's also a symbol of beauty or like perpetual beauty um, success through adversity nobility and longevity another one we see a lot throughout different asian cultures um, is the bamboo of course and of course being the three with the three friends of winter but by itself it does symbolize strength flexibility and growth so when you're setting out your Christmas decor, no doubt it's probably done already anyways, but when you look at your Christmas tree, remember it is a symbol of resilience. The bamboo is that symbol of flexibility. So maybe put some bamboo out or get a little bamboo plant to put out too. Um, and maybe if you could find some, you know, silk or the um, fake flowers, the plum blossom, put put it put those in your little sprig of you know christmas flowers or whatever make a little table display with these three items i think i might try that this year i think that would be lovely and think of it and remember that resilience um that even withstanding some of the harshest conditions the these plants thrive and so can you you know so can you so as we tend to kind of scatter and get all you know up in arms and you know we do too much sometimes over the holidays remember that you two are resilient you made it through this year congratulations like you're doing good okay you're doing good so remember that as you you know go through the holiday season and if you use some of these use that as an intentional reminder one of the websites that i looked through it did say to incorporate these in your garden which i think is a lovely idea because you could have them year-round you know i've never actually tried to grow bamboo outside but who knows okay <laughs> i was have a little bamboo plant inside and the one plant I will warn you about is actually the plum tree. So sometimes, occasionally, a flowering tree, especially a fruit tree, can cause certain issues within your home. And usually these indicate fire or sometimes an affair. So, you know... I actually have a cherry tree outside my house. It's never caused any of these two issues, so I think it's fine. But it really is when a very specific energy is visiting a very specific sector of your home. And again, that's kinda in relation to, um, you know, a bunch of different factors within your home. So if you wanna put some flowering trees in, I would just suggest a consultation with a um, consultant that is familiar with where to place flowering trees. Let's take a real quick little sponsor break, and I'm going to come back with The Legend of the Plum Blossoms. From FengShui.com, The Legend of the Plum Blossoms. During ancient time, the plant gained reputation as the flower that welcomes spring, as it flowers magnificently during the transition period from late winter to spring. This seasonal behavior associates it with hope, purity, and transition. As the Chinese New Year also marks the beginning of spring, this plant holds a particular significance in the culture. The five petals of its flower are believed to carry five different blessings. Longevity, Wealth, health, virtue, and peace and natural death. This association of the flowering plant and its five blessings is so deeply embedded into the Chinese culture that it often takes the form of paintings, which are arguably as infamous as the paintings of the eight horses and the hundred birds. The name given for this arrangement is called mei kai wufu. It is translated as plum blossoms with five blessings. This is why it's considered a very good omen to have the plant or painting in the house during Chinese New Year and the guests who arrive for visiting will be able to benefit from those blessings as well. Many famous poets and scholars have referenced this plant in their work for its cultural significance. A particular painting that can sometimes be found in Chinese homes is one with a magpie standing poised on the branch of a plum blossom representing the phrase, I hope I don't butcher it, guys, she me mei xiao, which represents happiness up to one's eyebrows. This is a little bit of a play on words from the Mandarin name of plum, which can also mean eyebrow. So this should not be confused with other depictions of magpie and plum trees. And um, I guess it's often confused with a different one. Um, so if you see a magpie chipping away at or pecking at a plum tree. is actually symbolizes and signifies the arrival of spring. So it's just two different uh, paintings. This depiction is also often seen um, to bless married couples. So bamboo sometimes is joined with either a plum tree or plum blossoms. And this arrangement is usually joined by a pair of magpies to signify and symbolize um, being happily married and double happiness. There's also a depiction of plum with a bird of paradise. And this is another little bit of a wordplay. And it relates to blessing a couple with long lasting bliss, love and happiness. A lot of times the plum blossom or plum trees will be shown with other flowers. Kind of like I talked about with the bird of paradise. So if it's paired with magnolia and peony, Um, The plum blossoms are often associated all with natural beauty. If it's depicted with a peach blossom, it means loyal friendship. It does say here it was immortalized with the chrysanthemum and the narcissist, and it kind of represented like these three great poets from the past. Um, If you see a narcissist alone with a plum blossom, that is an expression of the changing season as winter um, transits into spring. If it is paired with a sparrow, it means returning good news. Another thing that it does note, um, just kind of a little tidbit here, uh, and I don't know why I didn't think about it, because I've actually taken two courses in something called Mei Hua Yi Shu, which is Plum Blossom Divination. So it does state here that the Yijing Book of Changes does have a divination method called that. Um, yeah, I like I said, I have taken two courses. I even took one over the summer. I don't know why I didn't um, just think to make the connection. It's called Plum Blossom Divination, and it actually uses a little bit of numerology to derive the hexagrams of the Yijing to make predictions. It's actually pretty accurate it too. I hope you guys are able to incorporate some of these decor items, especially the plum blossom. I'm really realizing how significant and how what a beautiful symbol it can be for the Chinese New Year, which is coming up very soon. I think the Lunar New Year starts around the 25th, 27th of January. Don't quote me on that. And we quickly go into the year of the water rabbit. Remember the year of the um tiger is it's still you know going to go through the month of january so into about february 4th we enter what is called lee tune and we enter the year of the water rabbit so i'm gonna have a lot of information coming up Um, of course next month i'm gonna have january forecast right at the end of the month here in a couple weeks and i'm going to then do best and worst sectors of the year of the water rabbit and animal sign predictions. So come back for that, you know, stay tuned. If you have not had your floor plan done and you don't know where to find these sectors in your home, especially since I'm gonna be, you know, given a lot of information about how you can really enhance and, you know, kind of set up for the new year yourself, you know, shoot me over your floor plan. I'll do my best to work it and um it's totally free for listeners. I want you to be able to follow along, listen, you know, do these activations with this and really see how impactful Feng Shui can be. So if you want to set up for the new year you know shoot me that floor plan and I'll uh, you know take care of it for you I'll show you where everything's at and then around the beginning of February I'll be starting off my uh, feng shui group chat my zoom call I'm going to do my zoom room just once a month for anyone who wants to kind of chat feng shui bring your floor plan ask me some questions so I'm really looking forward to that if you haven't had it done message me just to get a hold of me and we'll work it out okay so you guys have an amazing holiday and I'll catch you or right around the beginning of January. For a free energy mapping of your floor plan, please check the link in the show notes. To support today's podcast, go to learnfengshui.com, sign up for emails, leave a review and share with your family and friends.